we're live. Hi, and welcome to Gay Out the City. I'm your host, Prince Electro Diamond, and today I am here with actor and Instagram model Jason Sakaris, who is currently in the series Open to It, which is out now on OpenToAsseries.com. How are you doing today, Sexy? <laughs> I'm doing really well. Thank you so much for having me. Of course. So where are you originally from? I am originally from Miami, Florida. So I grew up there, born and raised, and then moved out to Los Angeles, California 10 years ago. I did a brief stint in New York for three months. I couldn't do it. It's Everyone who lives in New York, I think, is a badass. It's a really tough city. Um, so I've been in LA for the past 10 years. Oh, work. So actually, I am originally from South Florida, so... I'm about an hour north of West Palm Beach. Oh, damn. I had no idea. Yeah. yeah. Wait, where? where what's, what city? What's it? It's called... Or what um, town? It's called um, Jensen Beach. Okay. Kind of, I'm yeah. not familiar. Of course, nobody is. This is, the, this is literally <laughs> a retirement community. Like, that's why I am living here now, living with my dad, trying to save up money because I want the fuck out of Florida. Like... Yeah, yeah, things things are things are getting a little dicey over there. I was just in Florida last week visiting family and it was it was interesting. It's changed a lot. Yeah, it's very much So like I am living at home now, unfortunately. I lived in Orlando for 4 years. Which was okay. as a, as I say, I ran to Orlando because I had to get out of this town. Because Orlando literally, is a great town. yeah, I grew up going to Orlando three times a year because of Disney World. So I don't blame you for running yeah. to Orlando. I mean, the thing is, as I said, I will never move back to Orlando because the club that I used to perform at there is no longer open. Knowing, ah. um, well, how familiar are you with you, Orlando outside of Disney World? I'm not very familiar with, with the gay scene in Orlando, unfortunately. Because um, I went as a child. So yeah. Oh, yeah, really, yeah. I don't really experience the nightclub scene. Um, which club did you perform at? Uh, Parliament House. Okay. Yeah. I've heard of it. I've never been. Yeah. Yeah, unfortunately, that's one of the things that the pandemic took was that hotel. Because they literally just couldn't stay open. And it's like... Right. So now getting out of Florida is a smart idea. Yes. And I'm going to, I'm planning on making a transition to like Atlanta. So it's like just, I'm using Atlanta as a transitional city. At some point, I would probably end up in New York if I stay on the East Coast or Boston or I really don't. No offense to people from LA. <laughs> I knew it was I, coming. <laughs> I knew it was coming. Well, this is the thing. I've heard a lot of I've heard some good things about LA. I've heard a lot of bad things about LA. So right. it's like if I keep on it's, doing this, I figure West Coast Seattle would be. Oh yeah, Seattle would be great. Yeah. Especially yeah. for like podcasting interviews. Uh, any kind of new media like that, um, yeah. but I, I think LA could be. I mean, don't don't count it out yet. I know it has a bad rep, 
but I've seen some people move here from New York and be like, you know what? I don't know what I was, I don't know what I was thinking. I should have done this sooner. Granted, I've seen the other side also where people leave LA and was like, I'm never coming back. I should have done that sooner. So it just, I guess it just depends what kind of vibe you're going for. Well, let me put it this way. A, you're skinny and B, you're honestly four, four years younger than I am. And I look older than you. So that's like <laughs> an indication. Like, yeah, thank, <laughs> thank you. I, I appreciate that. Um, I do get Botox every once in a while. It's a very LA thing to, to say. I'm, I'm aware. Well, it's like when I looked at your age, I'm like, I was thinking, oh, Jason's probably younger than me. And I'm like, when I found out, I'm just going to say it. He was born in 1990. So I'm like, what? <laughs> yeah, I, I've been told that I look like a child a lot. Like literally, this is the thing. I was I was born in 1994, so like. Oh, got it. Yeah, yeah. You look great. You don't. You thank, you thank don't you. look older than me. You don't look older than me. <laughs> thank you. So, being in Miami, what was it like for you growing up as a kid? Uh, very hot. <laughs> I'm kidding. It was. Um, yeah. I don't know. I would say it was pretty normal. Um, I come from a very large Hispanic family. My family's Cuban. So there was a lot of, a lot of family events, a lot of, uh, there was always something to do. And Miami being such a huge city, there was the beach. We went out to eat a lot. We went to Orlando three times yeah. a year. My parents are obsessed with Disney World. Um, so I would say I'd have a pretty, pretty normal city upbringing yeah i have to clarify that because i didn't like you know there's other people that grow up in the middle of the country that don't do any of that stuff but yeah i, I would say it was pretty normal lots of good food there's no good cuban food in los angeles i don't care what anybody says it's not good cuban food um so well, i do miss that um, of course there's no Cu good cuban food in los angeles you're literally near mexico like Theoretically yes. speaking, the Mexican like, food here, though, bomb. Yeah. Mexican food here, the best. Miami is actually. I'm gonna act like I know how far it is from Cuba. I literally don't. <laughs> <laughs> it's about ninety miles. Yeah, I think from Key West. From Key West, I would yeah. say. From Miami, it's a little bit further. Um, but I, I just went to Cuba for the first time two months ago, and it's only like a forty-five minute plane ride. From Miami. Yeah, so See, pretty close. I will say, I just went to Miami, not last weekend, but the weekend before. And while I was down there, I remembered why I don't want to move to Miami. So, like, <laughs> Oh, no, what happened? Well, no, it's just, here's the thing. I'm used to driving in Orlando. I'm used to driving in Atlanta. Like, the thing is, it's not like... Yeah. Miami's bad. It's just there's it's so spread out. That's like the one thing I loved about Orlando is that everything was like close together. Well, downtown, yeah, yeah downtown where I lived. Because yeah, I was just having this conversation with somebody who wanted to move to Orlando. And they're like, I can't afford to live in Orlando. I'm like, Are you looking in the east side? And they're like, Yes. I'm like, Well, that's why you got to live in the hood like I did. Literally yeah, being the being like 
one or two Caucasian people that like. I feel like that's true of of most cities because LA is yeah. And Miami, My, Miami's so expensive now. I was just looking at um, rent prices when I was there last week, and it is probably tripled what it used to be when I when I was growing yeah. up. Yeah, um, and that's true of anywhere. But yeah, it's it's Always, like if I'm, what did they say? Uh, search for the the ugliest house in the prettiest neighborhood or something like that. Yeah, it's like if I lived in L.A., everyone's like, oh, my God, I'm going to live in WeHo. I'm like, no, I'm not stupid. If I live in L.A., I'm going to be living in South Central. Like, I'm not a dumbass. <laughs> like, yeah, yeah, WeHo is unaffordable unless, you know, you've got a great six-figure salary. And even then, it's still, still pretty pricey. Yeah, that's why, like, I love – see, this is why I'm glad I didn't move to, like, New York or L.A. It's like – when I was younger, because I would have been like, I can live in Manhattan, where like now I'm realistic. I'm like, okay, I'll live in the Bronx and like, yeah, or live, Brooklyn like, Heights. I hear. Well, now it's gentrifying, so that's really expensive yeah. too. That's why I I hate when rich white people try and take over the take over neighborhoods, and they're like, oh yeah, now we're gonna raise the rent. I'm like, yep. Yeah. What about all the people that live there? Yeah, it's like. <laughs> It's like it's like seriously, it's like y'all took Harlem. Now you're gonna take Brooklyn. Like, it's everywhere. It's it's yeah. insane. There's it's almost unlivable in the United States right now because it's so expensive. Yeah, totally. But so we do, we do what we can. <laughs> you work like three jobs, hook on the side. Like, <laughs> <laughs> I haven't gotten that desperate yet. I'm not discounting it, but not yet. Yeah. What do you I'm do thinking about this podcast? I actually work at a call center. I work, yeah. yeah. I work very easy hours. I work, okay, so they have like a business and residential side. About a month ago, they said, do you want to move to the business side? I'm like, yes. I'm like, they're like, I'm like, can I get Monday through, can I get 8 to 4.30? And they're like, yes. And I can get Monday through Friday? Done. <clears throat> I mean, and it's a pretty sweet deal. Yeah. And I heard the shit that they're making, like, the residential people do now. I just heard it today. And I'm like, they're making them do, like, everything. Activate boxes. Like, activate, because I work at a um, call center for, like, cable and internet. So, like, activate modems. Activate, and I'm like, and I'm like, I am so glad that I don't have to do any of this. Like, even even I know how to do it, but I'm like, nope, I'm transferring you away. I don't want to deal with you. <laughs> yeah, that sounds exhausting. Yeah, it is. Yikes. I'm sure it pays the rent, though. Uh, well, oh, well okay, <laughs> at secret. Least, at least it helps. It helps. Secret here, I don't pay rent. My dad's being nice. Um, I live at home. Ah, so jealous. <laughs> <laughs> but here's the trade-off this is my dad a few months ago adopted a psycho dog uh, so like it's your responsibility no no she bit me four times and on the fourth time i'm like you got to put her every you got to put her away every time i try and leave my room because I, I don't after being bit four times i'm not gonna trust a dog yeah no i wouldn't either 
And that's why it's like he fostered this dog. He knew exactly what the dog was going to do. And I'm like, well, that's your fault, not mine. I told you to get rid of the dog when you're fostering it. You didn't listen to me. Oh, so, he just wanted so now, to give it a good one. I know he's trying to listen. I know. It's like, here's the thing. This is his second dog. His first dog I had no problem with. She was like calm and chill. She was older. So he went from adopting like a dog that was five and had it till it was 10 to adopting a puppy. I'm like. Puppies are rough, especially fosters, because they usually come from like broken abusive yeah. past. Yeah. But as I say, it's why I don't like it. I am kind of a hermit, but. It's not because, like, I don't want to go out. Well, first of all, so from Miami, I'm about an hour and a half, and it's like, I can do that, like, once a month. I'm not doing that drive every other weekend. Like, no. <laughs> yeah, that's that's way too, it's way too far to go down for a night to, for expensive drinks and annoying people. <laughs> you know what I mean? Because literally... I spent money the last time, so okay, growing up in my, Miami. So I'm I'm sure you experienced gay life in Miami, right? Oh yeah. Yeah. So like last time I was down there I went to Twist and then like and then for brunch I went to the palace, which I love. Like The New Palace, the one on because it used to be on uh 12th and Ocean, like right across the beach before the pandemic. And then I think they moved it. It still is. Further inland? No, it's still across the beach. Really? Yeah. I, I saw that it had moved. So maybe it moved like a few blocks down, but still on Ocean. Yeah. Because it's much bigger now, I think. As I said, I wouldn't know it was my first time. Oh, <laughs> right. Because. Did you like it? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Like, this is the point where I'm like, okay, so this is the peak of reason to stay in Florida. It's like, I've already seen this. I can leave now. Like, yeah. Yeah. So Twist is still there. Twist, Twist was, yeah. Twist was a great time. Uh, there used to be a club, which is where I started clubbing uh, back in, you know what? The year's not important. <laughs> we already went over my birth year. <laughs> <Long time. laughs> um, there back used when to he be had a, a club back when Jason had a flip phone open to take pictures with. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, not too far off. Um, there was a club called Discoteca, uh, which is where I started clubbing. It was I in think, downtown Miami. I think I've heard about that because, like. I went to, okay. So I've been down to Miami once before this, and I'm like, I went to Twist. I was with my ex-boyfriend, and then, like, they convinced me to go to Wilton Manor, which I'm like, I'm like, I left my, yeah, I'm like, I I left Miami to come here, and, like, I did not like the manor at all. I'm like, nope. Like. Yeah, it's, it's, it's like, I want to say 45 minutes north from the beach or something, right? And it's in a random neighborhood. Yeah. It's yeah. Well, I wasn't I wasn't driving, so I didn't care. Like because I, I was in I've only gone like three times, but it yeah. was 
fun when I went growing up because I was like, oh, I'm, I'm out and I'm around gay people. Yeah. And I'm a teenager. I went, well, this is the thing. This is back. I went in drag and I wore like my tall, like Frankenstein boots that are like seven inch platforms. And I'm like, I couldn't get out of a parking garage. I like duck my head because. Let's put it this way. I'm not short to begin with. I'm six foot three. You add seven inches to me, I'm not going to be able to walk out of a parking garage. Like, Yeah. <laughs> I'm pretty short, so I don't have that problem. Yeah. So what was it like for you coming out? Um, I, I, I never know how to answer this question because I, did, I never really had a coming out. Let me try to explain uh i so when i started high school i kind of just started dating boys and girls at the same time and it was just kind of like figuring it out and nobody really said anything in in miami i mean there were a few people that were like oh okay cool. he's just gay he's trying to figure it out um and that back then I was like, I don't know, it doesn't matter. But yeah. when it comes to my parents, it never really mattered, I would say. Uh, there was there is one instance. My dad found out because I did not know how to delete my search history um, when I was 13. <laughs> <laughs> and um, he asked me about it. And I was like, oh, I don't know. I don't know what that is. It's, it's spam. It's a pop-up. And he's like, huh, <laughs> interesting. Okay. Well, good night. And I'm like, okay, good night. Um, and then it just was what it was. I had my first serious boyfriend when I was like uh, 17, 18, I would say. And I told my dad and he was like, okay, cool. Where'd you meet? It was, it was just kind of like normal. So yeah. it wasn't a huge issue. Um, my mom followed me out to my boyfriend at the time's car to meet him because I did not want her to meet him. So she forced it on me. And I was like, great, we're doing this. All right, here he is. And she was like, great, nice to meet you. Have fun, yeah. drive safe. See. So I guess I never I, really had a coming out story. It kind of just like happened naturally. I give it to you because I will say in some ways I was fortunate because I only had to come out to one parent because I came out four months after my mom died. So like, Oh, I'm so sorry. Thank you. So I only had to come out to my dad and my older sister. Now How here's they, the bad... they took it good. Here's the bad part. Cause of course there has to be one. <laughs> oh God. Okay. So I came out to a youth minister Oh, no. And I, okay. I told him about this performance idea that I had with, like, a knife because I'm theatric, clearly. Um, so, like, <laughs> thank you. So when I told him about this idea with a knife, he left the room. He came back in about 10 minutes later. He said, you have one of two options. Either you're coming with me or I'm calling the cops. Uh... So... Because of the performance with a knife? Because of a performance idea with a knife that I had practiced. But it's like, I didn't do anything. I was like, pretend stabbing myself. Like, I didn't okay. do it. 
So anyway, so I went with him, which was a mistake. I should have let him call the cops. So I went to get a psyche eval. I passed it. He lied to make it seem like I was lying. And as a result, I got locked in a mental institution for 64 hours. Oh, my God. Did they notify your your dad? Yeah, I, I notified my dad because my dad knew. Uh, literally, I was on the phone with my dad. And then all of a sudden, as I was calling my dad, I'm like, okay, come back here and pick me up. I had a cop yell at me. He's like, get off the phone. I'm like. And then okay. four hours four hours later is when they told me they Baker acted me. That's aggressive for a performance idea. Yeah. And I saw, let me put it this way, I saw some crazy shit. I saw somebody get handcuffed to a chair. Like, yeah. This was in Florida, I presume. Yeah. Yes, of course. That tracks. Obviously. All of this tracks. Yeah, this is what happens yeah. when Miami is a liberal area. This is what happens when you go south. Like, or no, not south, north. Um, yeah. It makes sense because technically, I mean, anything north of Miami is considered the south, which is strange, but. Which is weird because this is, this is the thing. I've driven to Atlanta before and like. The more north you get in Florida, the more southern the accents become. I'm like, I'm like, am I still in the state of Florida? Why is everyone talking like Hank Hill? Like, <laughs> I, I am so confused. Like, yep. I like to tell people that Miami isn't really part of Florida. It's it's basically northern Cuba. Yeah. Because um, it's, I mean, it's the southern, it's the southernmost part of Florida, but it's not the south. So it's just North, North Cuba. That's what it is. And it's like, this is the thing. My town is full of like transplant New Yorkers. Like, so like you have the, like you have some liberal people, usually they're Jewish, but like, then you have the like conservative people. And I'm like, let me put it this way. I, I, I live in the area that elected Brian Mast for Congress. And like, for people who don't know who Brian Mast is, He's the one, he's a congressman with no legs, like who like <laughs> famously was flirting with a 14-year-old girl from Africa. Oh no. Why is it always Florida? <laughs> Again, I like to point this out. People don't like to people don't like to do research, but Jesus. Well, I mean, hopefully you get out soon. <laughs> I'm planning to within the year because I can't, I can't do this much longer. Like, because this is the thing. Like, I don't want to be like, or at least I want to be like in a few months of being thirty, where it's like I don't want to be thirty and living at home. That does not sound like fun to me. Yeah, right. Especially because I, I know leaving the house equals um being a slut oh. <laughs> <laughs> and, that, and you want that is what I'm hearing yes yeah like I love when people like first of all I said this <laughs> how did I put this I interviewed somebody there when I said like there are too many white people here and then they they, they stop me they're like wait a minute wait a minute you can't just like drop the mic and like leave that there what you mean there are too many white people? And I said, and I said, okay, you want me to get nasty? Go ahead, fine. The dick's too small. Boom. 
<laughs> fair, fair. So now we know you have a type. <laughs> well, I said I lived in the. Well, okay. Let me put it this way. When I moved to Orlando at the age of 2021, 20, I hadn't had sex yet. So. Oh. So. This was two years ago. No. You said no. at the age of 20 and 21, not yeah. in 2021. Yeah. yeah at it. the age of 2021. 20, yeah. So, like, uh, what am I surrounded near? What's in the hood? Black people. I don't got to say any more than that. <laughs> well, you definitely have a type then. <laughs> no, that's not. I will, I will absolutely, like, black and Latino guys, I will date a white guy if... God, I'm gonna sound like such a pig saying this. Um, if I see what's downstairs, oh, there are there are plenty of apps where you can I'm, ask that yes. straight up now. <laughs> yeah, and not even worry about being a pig, as you say. You can just ask, <laughs> and then people will just tell you or show you. Oh my God, you don't. Let me put it this way: you don't know the half of it. The amount of when I put it this way, when I'm in like. Miami, uh, Orlando. If I'm near Hialeah, bloop, bloop, bloop. that's like Cuban Central. Yeah. Well, there's a lot of Dominicans also in Hialeah. It's, it's very yeah. Latin heavy. So you kind of know Miami a little bit because you wouldn't know yeah. Hialeah if you didn't like know Miami, Miami. Hialeah of course, I know. Like, I know. I know Hialeah a little bit. Like, yeah. Obviously, Damn, the last. So what, do you, what do you do now that you're living at home? You just don't. I have. You just. I, I have a friends with benefits. That's like two towns oh. over, and like he oh. has a um secret entrance to his bedroom that I sneak in. You have it all figured out. <laughs> of course, I I've lived at home since 2019. I had to have figured it out. Like, it's now 2023. Like. Wow, I had to figure out something. A, you moved back home because of the pandemic? Or? No, I moved. I luckily just, I moved back home because I got kicked out of an apartment and I was living by myself. Wow. And so luckily I avoided the pandemic. So like everyone's like, oh no, what to do? I'm like, I'm at home. Shit. Like y'all have fun struggling in your like apartments. Yeah, can't afford to pay rent because everything's closed. But except I had to, I had to work through the pandemic. That's why, I like, because I was working at a senior living home, so like, oh no, yeah, I had to How work. I let me put it this way: I got a week off when I had COVID. Actually, no, not even a week off. My doctor's note said a week off. They're like, no, we're giving you five days. We need you back. Isn't that dangerous for the for the seniors living in the center <laughs> of course it is they didn't care they're like at the time i was I, w I was the dishwasher so like they weren't gonna like they didn't want to wash the dishes i'm like it's like i'm kind of sick like yeah. i feel like that should be important there's i have an aunt who works at it or used to work at a senior living center in miami during the pandemic and the the whole center passed away because of 
COVID. And I was like, oh shit, you're out of a job now. It was pretty she rough. Out of, she wasn't out of a job for long. Miami's oh, like, yeah, no. seniors coming in and out. Of course. There's an amount of old people. What finally got me out of there, which thank God, which got me to the call center was I got bone spurs in the heels of both of my feet. So like oh, I nice. I like from got standing. to the point from standing, from moving around, they're having me like push carts full of dishes, working eight hours. Well, at the beginning, they didn't have any servers, and I was originally hired as a server, so they had me working twice a week, 13 hour days. Damn. In addition to an eight-hour schedule. So, like, I was working five days a week, working 13 hours at the end of my shift. Sometimes I would do three, and I'm like... And it got to the point... It was embarrassing for them, because, like, you saw me moving around, like, hobbling around trying to serve tables, and you have the residents acting asking me, do I want their cane? Like... It was that bad. Yeah. <sighs> It was that bad. So, do you still uh, do you per can you perform? With uh, I can now. I can. Well, okay. I don't perform much because, again, being or being far away from Miami and like there's not much in West Palm Beach and in this area, are there drag queens? Yes. Do they have they shit talked to me before? So I've called them on blast on this podcast. Absolutely. Really? I'm mm -hmm. I'm gonna look that up. So yeah, you that was... queens that have shit talked you on this podcast. No, 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 no. I've shit talked queens. I have like theoretically, without saying the name, if you want, I'll tell you who it is after we're done. But like I have literally like said this person who was my drag sister's former drag mother. I've gone that specific. Like wow. Have they have they seen it? Have they has it I come have, back to them? I have no idea. And personally, I don't care. <laughs> yeah, more power to you. You know, they they're the ones that were shit talking. So and not only that, so one time, like not last as I said, not last Saturday, the Saturday before that, but the Saturday before that, there's a drag show. I showed up out of drag. Her drag mom was hitting on me. It sounds so messy. <laughs> she was drunk off her ass. I was sober. Because it's not just... I drink occasionally, but like... If I usually have to drive... I don't drink. I'll explain why later. Um, but in terms of that... Yeah. I just like... I'm like... And I'm, and I, the part of me wanted to say, like, bitch, you know me. But, like, I was also like, let me play it out in my head. This is so much fun. <laughs> oh, man. The tea is piping. Yeah. It sounds like there's, you know, it sounds like there's a little bit of a, it sounds like well, there's a little bit of drama in the West Palm drag community. Well, this isn't even the West Palm drag community. They wish they could be part of the West Palm drag community. They're in my <laughs> small ass town. <laughs> Damn. There's always drama. I love it. See, see, this is my thing. As I say, try and stop me all you want. 
I'm interviewing Jason Sakaris in LA. Like, what what you gonna what you gonna do? You gonna cancel me from doing gigs? As long as I got a computer and guests, I still can interview whoever the fuck I want. Like, you ain't yeah, gonna be able that's to stop me. Thing about modern technology. They yeah. can, you can literally you can work from home. Yeah, you can interview and, people in England if you want. I have. I actually oh. the first the furthest I've interviewed, I interviewed one person in Australia. Damn, that's pretty far. Yeah. Cause Did I am they, like was it a drag. No, it was a um musician. His name is um Callum Hawthorne. If anyone on here, if you haven't seen that interview, go check it out. Callum's music, amazing. Um anyway, yeah. So yeah. write that down I, and look it up. Callum Hawthorne. Yeah. But like I've I've been this is my thing. Being a musician, which I am, I've interviewed a lot of musicians, but I want to interview like all different types of people. I've interviewed actors, um, pole dancers, burlesque dancers, uh, OnlyFans content creators. I don't care. Like, yeah, it's it's uh, variety. Yeah. Oh, he looks so young. Yeah, he. Yeah, he is. I don't know. All I know is that he's over 21. Like, Oh my God. This, this person looks like a child. Yeah. Cause I, I asked. Black. Yeah. I'm like, I'm like, I'm like, so, so are you over 18? Cause I'm like, I don't want to be the old bitch to be like, I have to give you advice because at the, at the time I was 28. So I'm like, I'm like, I'm like, please tell me you're over 21. Like, don't make me feel like an old man. <laughs> And he is. He's over twenty-one. Yeah, yeah, he's definitely over twenty-one. Good I for didn't him. Ask... He looks great. Yeah, I'm like my secret of staying young is like that's why. And everyone's like fillers, like lip injections. I'm like, I got the easy way. Stay fat. Like <laughs> <laughs> that's literally like as long as I don't lose this and this, I'm good. Like, yeah. Yep. I do so, get a little Botox, but I've never had fillers or anything. I'm, a, I'm, I'm really afraid of needles. So I am I haven't too. done any of that. But what? So you got to get fillers so you can look like you're 12? Like, you already look young. Like, you know, eventually, down the line, a little bit, maybe. Maybe. I have no upper lips, so maybe a little bit of an up, uh, upper lip filler. Uh, the craziest thing was, so I had, I'm going to expose them because they're non-binary. So I had one of my friends who like lives between Philadelphia and New York. They messaged me. They're like, this person is a model, like a model, OnlyFans content creator, like stunning. And they're like, should I get fillers? I'm like, bitch. And they're younger than me. I'm like, I'm like, you are so hot. Like, what are you doing? Like, No. That's how they get you. It's, you know, you, you get a little bit done and then you become addicted and then you're like, no, I need more. I don't see it anymore. It's, what is it? It's called a, a filler blindness, I think it's called. Yeah. My and best you friend look like, has it a little bit, not to call her out, but. And you look like Madonna. That's literally, that's what I want to point out. I'm like, it's like you go from looking human race to all of a sudden looking like you just walked out of the movie Alien. Like, no. Yeah. <laughs> 
Yeah, sometimes it's a, it's a bit much. It's a bit much sometimes. But a little big talks here and there, you know? I do it once every two years. Just to keep fresh. <laughs> you do it. Well, I mean, with as young as you look, like once every... You don't even do it once every two years. You can probably get away doing it once every three years and, like, be fine. Fair, fair. It does, like, it does dissipate within the first three to six months. It's like it doesn't even... So it's not even you... like a permanent thing. Yeah, I know. That's why I look like. That's why everyone's like Madonna. How does she look like that? I'm like, she had her first facelift when she was 37. She's 60 something now. Do the math. Yikes! A facelift. That sounds aggressive. Yeah, and they only last, as you probably know from going to plastic surgeon's office, they only last 10 years. So you got to get them every 10 years. Damn. Yeah. Yeah, that's a bit too. I don't think I ever do a facelift. That's a bit too much. Yeah. No judgment to anyone that does. No, Jason's got to be nice because he lives in LA. I can judge people all the fuck I want. I don't know where I'm moving. Um. <laughs> <laughs> well, the good thing also is that because we're men, there's you know, we need less work because men. I I think. Yeah. As men get older, they kind of just get a little hotter. You know, especially with a few wrinkles, but to each their own. Again, Jason looks like Jason. I could be later buddy under this wig and nobody would fucking know. Like Oh, Lady Bunny. Which by the way, happy birthday, Lady Bunny. Happy hundredth birthday. Bitch. Like, oh, it's today? Yeah, her birthday was today. And she sent out like a Instagram post where she's like had like a bunch of dinosaurs behind her and I'm like <laughs> I met her once in Miami so long ago I don't even obviously she doesn't remember she meets a lot of people yeah um, but she was a hoot yeah she was a I love Lady Bunny I'm gonna try and get her on here at some point I'll probably be able should, to be a great show. well I can't I can't get this is the thing when somebody was like talk to me they're like you should get kim petrus i'm like what the fuck makes you think i have any connection to kim petrus like yeah i am in florida like hey you never know shoot your shot she may be like okay sure i'm well, not doing anything that day let me put it this way i'm gonna say this i'm struggling to get ricky roman on here what makes you think that i can get kim petrus like literally i'm not familiar with ricky roman ricky roman is a um I think he lives in New York. I'm not 100% sure. But he's an OnlyFans content creator, porn star. Just Sorry, I shouldn't asking. open his Twitter right now, is what you're saying. Right. Well, wait. Ah. Well, I can't see it. So like... <laughs> <laughs> True, I'll just turn the volume down on my phone. Anyways, so what made you get into that? Yeah. I um what made you get into that? Yeah. So I my I have an older brother and when he was in third grade, his teacher uh suggested to my mother that she put us in acting classes because my brother was a little shy, uh, to help him kind of come out of his shell a little bit. So because we were only a year apart, anything that he did, I had to do because my mom was not going to drive back and forth to two different activities. 
Right. So she passed both in acting classes. Um, and then it just kind of stuck. So I did theater growing up. Um, I was a Boy Scout. So I did all of like the skits and the play competitions in the Boy Scouts. That um, sounds really gay. But so does just Boy Scouts. That sounds gay. Uh, so did that. Then I went to college for theater um, at FIU in Miami. And oh, then God. the next the next logical step was either New York or LA. So I was like, I'm just going to keep doing this because this is what I've been doing my entire life. So I yeah. did move to New York first. I went to New York Film Academy um, out there for about, I want to say, three-ish months. Um, this was, I was a lot younger, a lot skinnier, a lot smaller. I was like, I can't do public transportation. Everybody's elbows are in my face. I am tiny. Uh, also, everybody smokes out there. So I had really bad acne. Also, it is freezing. So terrible time. Moved out. I'm like, I can't do this. I'm going to Los Angeles instead. Um, and then the rest is history. Moved out here, started auditioning, and I'm still here in the same apartment yeah. that I moved into 10 years ago because it's rent controlled and I'm oh, not damn. anywhere. I have to drag my body out of here because it is work very, very cheap yeah. uh, compared to what everything is costing now. So I loved how, first of all, Jason said his gay activity that he was in as a kid. I'll say mine. I was in choir, which of course being <laughs> a singer, obviously singer obviously like i did one year of drama and i'm like it's not that i like hate drama but like even i know like i like acting but i've got two words for you mariah carey no you you ain't gonna make me you ain't gonna make me look a fool on set no oh no listen glitter is an icon no, it's, it's. I like the music, but glitter. Is, gay glitter is a boring movie, but I like the soundtrack. I'll admit that. It was pretty. It was pretty bad, but it's it's Mariah Carey. I did see her. Yeah. I saw her at Pride this past year, and she is still Mariah Carey. Of course, she's still Mariah Carey. That's why, like, I'm like, how far? This is this is the other reason I want to move to Los Angeles. I'm like, how far do you get up? Where all of a sudden you don't realize where earth is because like that is Mariah Carey. Like she, every, she was as diva as she could be. And it, it, yeah. the crowd ate it up. It's like anyone who's like, she could possibly be a down to earth person. I'm like, how? I don't <laughs> like, see that maybe. being true. I, I believe she's probably a very nice person down to earth. I don't think so. See, I am very, I am nice. I'm a little blunt, which is not necessarily, that's another reason why I can't live in LA. Like, because I'm going to say the wrong thing to the wrong person. I'm like. They may like that because they don't get that here. So people may be like, damn. No, I literally, you know, I interviewed somebody and I asked them if they had real friends. <laughs> <laughs> that's, a fair question. that's a fair question i probably have like only two or three out here so that's a fair question 
Yeah, but it's like you can't ask everybody that. Like, I have to have some professional decorum. Yeah. Theoretically. I say that as I theoretically, I flirt with all the guests, but like I have to prep. Hey, it's it's your shtick, you know? Well, it's not only that. It's like I didn't go to journalism school. I learned how to interview from Howard Stern. Like Howard Stern. Yeah, like (laughs) I watched hours and hours, and that's how I learned how to interview. Like it saved me thousands of dollars to go to college. Like Yeah. Howard Stern, that's an interesting one to learn from. But, like, my other one is, of course, the other controversial person from New York, Wendy Williams, who, like... (laughs) I love... I live for the mess that is Wendy Williams. Of course, what gay does it? I love when straight people are like, I don't get Wendy Williams. I'm like, Wendy Williams is a mess. Yeah, she's She's not for you guys. She's for us. (laughs) Yeah. It's like she... Said, and I know, and I know this is fucked up to laugh at, but of course, this is Wendy Williams. She's like, she's talking about how like some kid died who was like 19 years old, and she's like, he has more followers on TikTok than I do. I'm like, <laughs> she, she I'm holds a... nothing back. Did you see that when she was talking about Britney's uh, family, and she's like, death to all of them, and the crowd uh-huh. just goes, of course. Oh. She, she's a whole different kind of person <laughs> but i mean is is she wrong like they <laughs> held they held her captive for years yeah. every everyone's like and then you go like down the like albums i'm like okay so that's why in 2013 she worked with will i am to make the shittiest album of the year so like <laughs> it all it makes really sense bad. now yeah yeah it was pretty bad but you know Everyone it's Britney has, Spears. She can do no wrong. Yeah, but everyone has to have those like shitty moments. I had mine during the pandemic where I'm like, I usually made my own beats and I'm like, you know what? I need to have a more mainstream sound. And I listen to that and I cringe. I'm like, no. This is not good for me. How would you describe your music? I would describe it as depending on my mood i'm a cross between like electronic music with a little bit of like r&b thrown in when i want to make a ballad usually with a little bit of trap so like i did i just released about a few weeks ago i had held on to this secret for years i talked about the time I was sexually assaulted in drag. And I'm like, oh my I'm, like God. I, I'm like, I have to like, let this go. Cause I'm like, my feeling was I'm never going to get over this. If I don't put this out, like, oh, I'm so sorry. Thank you. As I say, like I am. And I get this from my musical inspiration lady gaga you gotta be fucking strong as i say i've been locked in a mental institution i've been suicidal twice i've been sexually assaulted twice there ain't nothing you can fucking throw at me damn you are yeah. did, i don't know why the reba mcintyre song popped into my head where she's like 
I'm a survivor or whatever. Yeah. However the song goes. That's that's you right there. That's because you have to be like it's in some ways you don't you don't want to let anybody get you down. And yeah. And you don't want to give them more power than they already took from you. Yeah. You know what I mean? That's why the secret I tell men is like, you want someone who you can completely dominate? Not me. <laughs> yeah. Like, cause I, I, cause, and maybe this is something I need to go to therapy about. I don't know. I don't trust therapists truly, but like <laughs> I view submission as like assault in my mind. So That's like, fair. so it's like, I am the bitch who, I will say this now. See, I told you I open up to people. I told you this before the interview. Like, if you're not eating my ass before you fuck me, you're not fucking me. Point blank, period. Like, <laughs> you got to warm it up, you know? Yeah. You, yeah, it's like, you can't just shove a turkey in there. Yeah, it's like, and I had a guy who, like, he's like, I don't do it, but I want to fuck you. I'm like, well, then get you a friend who can. And then the friend can do it. He can step aside. You can stick your dick in. Damn. I am, um, yeah. Set those as boundaries, a, you know? Boundaries are very important. Well, this is the thing. As I said, I've been suicidal twice. Like, the fact that I'm still alive, I don't, I don't have much time to... I mean, granted, yes, I am an empathetic person. I care about people's feelings, but it's like when you're having sex with me, it's like all bets are off. Yeah, if you're not if you're not doing what I'm doing, bye bye. Yeah, well, I mean, relationships and sexual relationships even are already so complicated as it is. There's no point in, you know, beating around the bush or tiptoeing around what you actually want. You might as well just be clear so that. You figure out if it's going to work with that person. Because if not, then you're just wasting your time and the other person's time. And it's not a good time for anybody. Exactly. So what was your first day on set ever like? God, my first day on set ever. Uh, I think my first day on set ever was... A a KFC commercial in Miami when I was a teenager. Oh, damn. I want to say um, that it was. It, I mean, it was. I remember being very excited uh, because I think I was still in high school or I had just started college, uh, but it was my first time. Yeah, I went to an audition. I booked it, um, and I got to eat KFC on set. Until they told me they brought out this bucket, and they're yeah, like, "Yeah, they make you spit in the bucket." I know about this. Like, yes, they're like, "You're gonna want to spit it out after every take." And I was like, "Why would anybody do that? It's free food." <laughs> and two hours later, I'm like, oh, oh, I get it now. <laughs> like, because it's hours of like the same bite, and then change the camera, and then bite again, and then switch the camera angle, and bite into it again. And I'm like, oh, oh, okay. I'm full, and now this tastes gross. Um, but I was—I right. had a great time. Um, I actually met someone on set who became a friend, and then he became like a huge OnlyFans creator and like model. 
his name is Pablo. Pablo Hernandez. I don't know if you know him. Uh, of course. He's from. Girl, of course you I do. know Pablo Hernandez. Yeah. We met on that set of that KFC commercial. He was in it too. Um, which is so funny where the world takes you. He's a very famous adult entertainer now. Um, yeah. I do not do adult entertainment just for clarification purposes. Um, no. It's a little provocative, but it's not, you know. Well, not not, o- not only this. Uh, I can tell you why Jason doesn't do OnlyFans, because every set they're going to be like, okay, so you're in the bottom role. Like, they would... They would definitely, they would definitely place me there. I look very young, and I don't know where to go from here. <laughs> You'd be in like the yeah. barely legal porn, like even though you're like old as hell. Like, no, I'm just kidding. I'm um, in my thirties. Yeah, in my thirties. And they're like, they're gonna be like, yes, he's eighteen. I'm like, <laughs> I still play a lot of teenage roles out here. Which is fine because it's work and it pays, so I will yeah. take it. But you know, it, it would be nice to not play. At least I'm playing 19 year olds now. A few 20 year olds, but before it was like 16. I'm like I'm in my, I'm 28 years old playing a 16 year old. So this is ridiculous. Do you believe you've been typecast in roles because you have, quote unquote, gay face and gay voice? Absolutely. Absolutely. Most of the, well, I mean, not just, I don't know how much you looked up, but a a lot of the recent roles um, have been a lot of Go-Go Boys strippers. Yeah, I did see that. Yes. (laughs) Yikes. Um, Well, let me put it this way. Just the gay face. um, I, I, I saw the role where you were like playing the straight dude. I'm like, I'm like, I'm like, I'm, it's the one where you're like in the locker room talking about the woman. I don't know what movie it was from. But like, oh, that was, I think that was in 2016. Yeah, that I was playing a 16 year old. Yeah, and I'm like, <laughs> and I'm like, don't get me wrong, love you, girl, but like, I'm like, ain't, no, ain't, no, ain't nobody fucking believing that this bitch is straight. Please. Yep. Yeah, so there there is a little bit of a of a typecast happening, uh, yeah. but the good thing is that there's so much more gay content now. Yeah, so there's so a have, lot of work. So you have more roles again. Jason playing straight would be like casting me to play Samuel L. Jackson. Like nobody's believing this. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god, I'm dead. I, I I need to. I'm gonna edit that part of this video and post it on my social media because that is hysterical. (laughs) That is great. Um, But no, yeah, I've definitely been typecast a little. I I kind of, I know people hate when they are. I kind of like it. I I think I really love gay content. I think there needs to be more. So I love participating in them. Um, And they're fun. You know, like, yeah. they're campy. They're mainly I mainly working comedies, uh, which is always yeah. a great time on set because everyone's already laughing and having a great time. Yeah. So I, I enjoy it. I'm okay with it. 
No, there's nothing wrong with playing like gay characters. Like, please. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I it would be nice to maybe like not play a stripper and like everything, but it's <laughs> it's fine for now. Well, now that you do pole dancing, they're going to ask you to do these stripper roles even more. Like, because you put I on your it Yeah, it's like, <laughs> it's like they're going to, but like, you got to, at least from what I see, you got to do like the stripper heels that like I cannot perform in. I've had a pole dancer on before who I'm like, bitch, work. Like, yeah. I have tried on the stripper heels in class. It is hard. So yeah. I, I usually just, I mean, you've seen the, I'm usually barefoot. It's, yeah. It's, you need great balance to do what they do on the pole in stripper heels. Well, how so long I can't have you do been, that. How long have you been doing it? Uh, eight months now. Okay. So you still just, got. Yeah. Still you relatively still got new. Times. Yeah. Yeah. Great workout. Lots of fun. Yeah. I love doing it. Um, but the stripper heels, it's gonna. I need some. I need to warm up to those a little bit. Well, if you need some inspiration, I will say this because you follow people on the East Coast. Um, shout out to somebody I just interviewed. Um, Andrew Alvadaro. Like, literally, I see some he's of his a pole dancer. Yeah, he's a pole dancer, former stripper. Like, I think I saw him on your last yeah. post. Yeah. Yeah, he was like, he was the one before Valentino. So, like, I just, I say, unfortunately, I've, I've scheduled three interviews a week, and so far I've only been able to do one a week. But it's like, I'm trying to get that content out. Like, yeah, but it ain't, it ain't easy. Like, it's hard juggling other people's schedules, also, and things, especially in because you interview a lot of creatives. We we yeah. don't really have a nine to five job. So, if, you know, you have an interview tomorrow with someone who all of a sudden books a job. They're probably going to take the job over the, yeah. the interview. Which, like, yeah. It's like, I totally get where it's like, that's why like LA, I literally do when some people are like, listen, I'm like, I'm trying to do it now to where I do like Monday and Thursday. So like have like bookends. Cause, uh, cause I know this, like, Anyone who thinks, oh, you're going to get somebody in L.A. on Friday. No, you ain't. Everybody's yeah. working on Friday. Like, Yep. Yeah. For some, most jobs out here, yeah. I don't think I've ever really booked a job that's on a Monday. Um, auditions happen on Mondays. But most jobs are like Thursday through Sunday-ish. Yeah. Which, it's strange. We're we're a weird breed out here. But like, as I say, like, and my other thing is, I will say this: it's the reason why my guest count is so low. I don't really have this problem in LA. I have this problem, or in New York, I have this problem. Other places, I don't pay guests. Where. Somebody's like, you're going to pay me a thousand dollars. You're going to pay me. I'm like, no. A thousand dollars. Oh my God. Mm -hmm. You know what? Fuck it all out of me. You probably know who it is. Um, Topher DiMaggio. Oh, 
Well, that that makes sense. <laughs> yeah. He's like a reality star now and everything too, right? Wasn't he on that? I'm gonna look this up because it's gonna kill me. I don't think so. Maybe I'm wrong. Super DiMaggio. I hope I'm spelling that right. Uh, he is a porn star. Uh, yes. I thought he was on that. So there was a reality show out here for very briefly, a gay reality show where they hired a bunch of porn stars. To, I think it was like Men of Men of WeHo or something like that. Or yes, 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 yes. He was, was a bunch of porn stars. He was not one of them. The person that, I know. Person I know who's higher from that is um Nick Mask. Oh, I love Nick. Yeah. He's a sweetheart. Everyone loves He's Nick. Right. My friend my friend Phoenix loves Nick too. As as I said, I know something that Nick Mask is in that I can't reveal on camera because I have to keep secrets. So like Oh yikes. I I don't know this from Nick Mask himself. I know this from my friend Phoenix. Sounds like it's someone's only fans. No, it's uh, okay. I'll say this. I'll say it's a reality show. I'm not saying which one. Oh, okay. Yeah. It's one that is to be released next year. That's all I'm going to say. Oh, good for him. He's a, he's yeah. a very nice person. He, he deserves all the success he's getting. But as my friend told me that, I'm like, I'm like, listen, like, yes, I like Nick Mass too. You think I'm able to get his hold of him? Like, no. Yeah, like, I'm, he's, he's got very busy. Well, it's also, it's like, I'll claw at people. Like, shit, I don't care. Like, but I will say, I interview people before they, like, blow up. That's the thing, like, my friend Phoenix starred on For the Love of Dilfs. He was eliminated in episode two. I'm like, perfect. I can get you on my podcast. Like, I'm not familiar like, with Phoenix. I don't. I'm not sure. I know who he is. Uh, Phoenix. It, last name is Lee. He works out as a drag queen, also named Anita Diamond. Hmm. I'm looking up. I'm not. I'm not sure. Yeah. Yeah. He doesn't work much, so I'm like, I'm like, I need to find a real actor. <laughs> I, I'm just kidding. Love you, Phoenix. Like, Phoenix follows me. Love you, Phoenix. Oh, like, cute. So, okay. So I asked you your first day on set. I, I guess I can go into the first time I performed. So, like, I crazily enough, you hear most drag queens who like go to the gay club, and like that's their start. Nope. Mm -hmm. I gave myself a challenge. I started performing at open mic nights and straight bars. In Florida? Yeah, in Orlando. Okay. How was that? It was good. The only time I had a problem, so like... I was good. There was one week, the week before, I had screamed motherfucker into the microphone. And then I got told by the owners not to do that the following week. <laughs> Fair. But I'm like, other than that, as I said, 
back then I wore clothes. Now I walk around in like bodysuits and t-shirt dresses. So like I walk around half naked so I could never perform a straight bar now. Yep. And was this like was it comedy open mics or like singing? No, 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 no. Mics? No, mus uh a little bit of both. Most people were musicians, but like they all did acoustic sets and like I did electronic music because of course dare to be different. Okay. And there was I was actually scared to perform in gay bars because as you know, gay people are judgy. We we can be. <laughs> so like I did, I'm like I was very tame. If I went to an open mic now, I'd bring like a pyro person. I'm like, okay, this is what I want you to set on fire. <laughs> Damn. Okay. Hardcore. Yeah. And everyone's like, I, I would just get a pyro person because, like, if something goes wrong, I don't want it to be my fault. I'm going to be like, listen, I just gave them directions. They're the ones who set the building on fire, not me. <laughs> yeah, I hired them. It's their responsibility. Yeah. I'm like, I don't know anything. Okay. It's like, I didn't graduate college. What do you expect me to know about fire? Like, <laughs> So was it lip syncing that you were doing or were you actually No, like, no. I was singing. singing. Mm-hmm. How did they, how did the people react? Young, okay, musicians liked me because musicians like things that are different. Younger people liked me. Older people. I would say in terms of like, there was this one act who always did like jazz music who liked me a lot. Cause like, they're like, oh my God, you're so different. And I'm like, Yeah. But, like, in truth, eventually I quit that bar because, like, I was doing open mic and karaoke night in the same night. I did that for five months. So I'm like, one of these has got to go. Yeah, that sounds Cause, exhausting. Because I'd be leaving my house at 7 o'clock at night, and I would not be getting home till 1230. I'm like, this has got to, like, I got to calm down. Like, I need to relax. Yeah. Actually, crazy enough, there was one night where, like, at the straight bar, I had performed, like, Bitch Better Have My Money, and, like, I was dancing, and then all of a sudden, I, like, lifted up, and I cracked a muscle on my back. Oh, no. And I'm, and I'm, like, I'm like, okay, we're doing ballads at the next bar. Like, I'm changing my whole set. And they had, like, they used to have this big, giant courtyard at the Parliament House, and, like, they had this giant picnic table. In between songs, I was literally, like, getting up on the picnic table and lying down and like spreading out like that. I'm like, yikes. Good adjustment though. Yeah. But it's like, I don't know how to sing. I don't need to know how to like, it's like most of the time when I perform, I perform for regulars. It's like, they all know me. Yeah. So it's like, yeah, I don't perform. I'm not performing Janet Jackson. Sorry. Like, I pulled my back. Like, what do you want me to do? Like, that's got to be comforting though. That you perform for people that already know you. So it's like, if something yeah. like that happens, you can just like, like, I'm a little messed up right now. So we're gonna take it easy. Yeah, and it's like, 
the one thing is that was like hardest part about leaving Orlando is like saying goodbye to everybody because like at that point I started performing there in 2016 and this was 2019 so like I performed there for like three years and like all of a sudden I'm just like I gotta go like it's been real I came back to visit twice yeah First time was very memorable because, once again, if there are children watching, I'm not a role model. So I, I got fucked right. in the parking. I got fucked in the parking lot. So. <laughs> wild. Yeah, I used to do like. There was this guy who used to so they had like a beach around back, and like there was this guy who like six seven times wanted to like suck me off every time i performed i'm like okay let's go to the beach <laughs> okay i mean hey if if that does it for him yeah clearly i may uh, I'm, I'm making jason feel like god this never happens in weho because like <laughs> Well, first of all, all the clubs, uh, if, I, if I know about it correctly, all the clubs at WeHo are kind of like close together, right? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. It's just like a whole strip of clubs and bars. So, like, there's no unless... unless no real alleyways. Out. Oh, there's no alleyways? That's what I was going to say. I'm like, if you want to be a hoe, you can go in the back alleyway. And like, well, you have, go yeah, you have to go, like, all the way around. Go back by the yeah. dumpster to... <laughs> <laughs> oh no I mean it is possible I've heard well I also heard I don't know if this is true I have heard that like people like fuck in the middle of the dance floor like I've heard uh, stories about that I'm like I'm like no way that's true like I, I've never seen it but I, it gets pretty packed so I, I wouldn't be surprised if someone tries <laughs> You know, <laughs> it gets it gets really busy in West Hollywood, so I wouldn't be surprised. Yeah, that's, I've never personally is... seen it. No, and you've never personally participated. I'm gonna put that out there too. Like, <laughs> yes, no, de de definitely not, <laughs> definitely not. Plus, most people think I'm like twelve, so nobody really talks to me, except for my friends, of course. Um, have you been there where James Charles is there? No, I'm kidding. Oh. I've never met him. In 10 well, years me, I've been out here, I've never met him. Let, let me put it this way. He notoriously likes men who are younger than him. So, like... Oh, I did hear this. I, yes. I remember the scandal. <laughs> I, I'm definitely older than him. I think. No. No, because James Charles is younger than me. You're definitely older than James Charles. Yeah, I'm like, without a doubt. You're like you're old. <laughs> but hey, you look good. You look great, babe. Like, thank you. Thank you're you. welcome. Like, doesn't matter how old you are, just as long as you can pull off a different age. So, like, yeah. for all those ages, motherfucker. Yeah, for all those ages motherfuckers who say they don't want anybody over 25, I'm like, 
Well, I guess I could kind of pull that off. Until you I pull that my... off. Yeah, thank you. <laughs> until I opened my mouth and I'm like. You can pull that off. I, I, I personally don't date anyone in their 20s because nothing against 20 year olds, but I'm old. So someone around my age or a little older would be nice. Well, no, because you're... God, this is where I'm trying to do math. Hold on. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> I'm in my 30s. <laughs> so, yeah, you're in your like, you know. mid-30s, right? Am I doing the math uh, right on that? that early to mid so, like, It's and somewhere between that... early and mid-30s. Yeah, which again, yeah. just just turn twenty nine when somebody's like, I'm like, hey, I'll be transparent. Like, if I'm dating someone, of course you have to be transparent. It's like, it's like if you're just fucking, if you're just letting somebody fuck you, it's like, yeah, I know all about the TikTok. Like, <laughs> oh. oh no. <laughs> I try to be as transparent as possible. Uh, people do ask me for my ID a lot, just to prove that I'm actually yeah. the age I say I am. But which is a little annoying. It takes takes the romance out of everything. Here's my ID. Can we continue the conversation now? Um, but <laughs> it is weird. Yeah. So I guess I'll skip to this. So, what's your dating life been like? Um, pretty non-existent as of late. <laughs> pretty non-existent. Um, I'm trying to, there's, we're in the middle of like an actor strike and a writer strike and yeah, things are, dating is expensive. So at the moment, I'm just trying to buckle down and focus on work. finding work because there's no work because of the strikes. Um, so I'm trying to focus on that. I'm also not trying to like go and spend money on a bunch of random dates that ultimately lead nowhere. Um, so I'm kind of just like coasting at the moment. Not really, not really dating, hanging out with friends, which is very cheap because we just watch television or go to the movies Yeah, <laughs> and you don't have to impress anybody. So I would say pretty non-existent at the moment. Actually, same because, as I say, when you're trying to move, starting a relationship with somebody, not a smart idea. Yeah, especially if you don't plan on being in the same city for a while. Yeah, so like, in terms of, so I always like to say, like, I have great stories. No, I have two tragic stories. So here we go. So <laughs> I have a relationship that lasted a year, a relationship that lasted a month. Oh wow! Okay, the relationship that lasted a year is with someone who is now a girl. Okay, so like that was part of the catalyst of us breaking up because like I was not very open-minded at that point because again, hadn't been exposed to the world, didn't go to college for more than a year and a half. So like, and I went to community well state college it's community college like 
with a fancy name because that's what it is. And then I did the stupid thing, which is I got in a relationship immediately after breaking up with somebody. Mm. Which, no, kids don't do that. Like, no, do not do that. And the person I was dating, as I said, if I had seen the red flags, I would have never started dating them. So it turned out they were racist. Oh, no. Huge red flag, by the way. Yeah, where they had said, quote, so at this point, I was like, I was sick when they broke up with me. So like by the time they were yelling at me and I'm like, I'm going to bed. Like, I don't care. Like they said. All you ever want is that N-word dick. I'm like. And they were saying this in the middle of the hood. Oh, damn. That's bad. Yeah. And I'm like. And then, but as I say, you don't want to be a revengeful person, but he got his. So right after dating me, he went with somebody who had HIV had sex without a condom. One leads to another. And oh, no. That was not on bitch. prep, probably. Uh, no. So, I dodged a bullet there. So, sometimes people have to end up with shit to, like, bring your own positive light out. Well, luckily, it's not a death sentence anymore, so he'll, yeah. he'll be fine with the proper medication. But it's like, here's the one thing I will say, because, like, as I said, not a role model. I've done things that, like, I'm, like, the fact that I've, like, escaped getting an STD, I'm, like, I'm shocked about. So, like, (laughs) I have, what is it? It just means you take proper precautions, I would assume. Uh, <laughs> sure, let's go with that. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> and well, this is my thing. This is not true for all black men, but for most black men, black men do not like using condoms. Like, I'm just gonna put that out there. I think that's most people. Really? From what I hear. Well, okay. This is the thing. You've been obviously with more white people than I have. As I jokingly say, I do. I have sex with white people once, twice a year. I call it community service. But like, <laughs> oh god. <laughs> but it's like, Like, now I got a friends with benefits, so, like, everything is, like, closed off and I'm good. <laughs> so, like, I'm less, like, worried than I was before. But, like, as someone who was older when they first had sex, so, like, I'm going to take a guess and say 16 for you? Uh, 18. 18? Okay. Yeah. Ages 21 through 23. 21 was the first time I sucked a dick. 22 was the first time I topped. 23 was the first time I bottomed. So, like, it's pretty in some, yeah. In some ways, I made up for lost time. Like, <laughs> okay. No judgment. That's fair. Yeah. 
but it's like you're alive and healthy. Yeah, that's all that matters. And like, as someone who says like, oh, they're not a role model because they did this. Like, first of all, I'm a drag queen. What makes you think I should be anywhere near a role model? Fair. And I lived in the hood. Like, I told this to um, somebody said the best sex is when you have sex in a relationship. I'm like, I'm going to disagree with you there. <laughs> <laughs> okay. And I, and I said, best time, top two, friends with benefits. And again, not a role model, crackhead. <laughs> <laughs> Fair. I I, could, I would imagine it's a little wild. <laughs> Damn. But like, <laughs> I gotta figure out how to That's recover from this. Funny. Hold on. <laughs> I honestly am speechless. I I don't know where to take that from here. No. Um, I wouldn't be surprised. I mean, it's like it makes sense. Yeah. And it's like, well, okay, first of all, I'm going to put it this way. I didn't tell this part last time. I didn't know they were on crack till they got to my house. <laughs> like, okay. I picked, them, I picked them up. And I'm like, well, I already drove a half an hour to get you. So, like, obviously we're having sex. <laughs> That's on them then. They weren't honest. You know, yeah. they should have told you, hey, I'm on crack. <laughs> and I'm like, because they were the first one, like, as I said, they were the first person to like eat me out. And I'm like, that's why it will always be memorable for me. Cause it's like, it's like weird for two seconds. And all of a sudden, like, yeah, they hit it. They hit the right spot. I'm like, okay. And then that's when I told the transects. I'm like, okay, you're doing this from now on. Like you're the one who wanted to be the top. This is what you have to do. Like perfect. Clear boundaries. Yeah. Yeah. And communication, which is important. So, what's your relationship to drugs and alcohol? Um, I don't do drugs. I okay. have smoked a little pot here and there, obviously, because I'm in California. I don't really yeah. like it. Um, it makes me feel very lazy. So I don't, I don't right. really like it. Um, I do drink. I'm not like, I wouldn't say I'm an alcoholic, but yeah. I drink on the weekends. I go out dancing and have drinks with friends and, you know, like to go club hopping. Uh, but I, right. I would say I have a somewhat healthy relationship with alcohol. Have I right. taken it a few a bit too far sometimes? Of course. But I mean, who hasn't? Yeah. When you're out drinking and you're like, oh, shoot, I should not have had that last one. But here we are. Um, of course. Pretty I have an experience of so alcohol I had one night where I'm going to put this out there to like all the people who see this when you're watching entertainers give them money do not give them drinks like yes. 
the ten the ten dollars you're gonna spend on a drink, you could tip them a ten instead. So I had obviously a night where I had people handing me drink after drink after drink after drink. Oh, and no. then I got into my car. I drove from West Palm Beach home, which is an hour away. Oh no. It's not that bad, but I had a cop hold me over. Luckily, like, my dad came to get me, so, like, I didn't get a DUI. Okay. So I was fortunate, but that cut off me drinking while I'm performing. I'm like, no, this can't happen anymore unless I live in the city, like, and then. Yeah, definitely always Uber, too. You know, you never know what could happen. If I if I was staying close by, but like when you have to drive an hour, that's like that's pretty expensive for an Uber. Like, and I would have had an Uber yeah. back down to get my car anyway. So like, true. With drugs, so I told you about the bone spurs I had. So while I was at the job at the senior living center, I was in a lot of pain, and before I went to a doctor. I was taking for four months, 18 to 24 pills a day. A yeah. day? Oh my God. Mm-hmm. Yikes. How'd you manage to stop? I went to a doctor who like prescribed me. He prescribed me an anti-inflammatory that was supposed to work. I took less ibuprofen on it. I was I wasn't supposed to take any, but it's like this isn't working. Like I have to work. Like I'm going to make it work and I tried everything. Like I tried the cortisone shots. I tried the pills, nothing worked. So eventually what cured it was me leaving. So wow. like, I'm good now. I have like a couple. So usually only when I go like exercising do I have like pain occasionally after. But like other than that, I luckily I exercise early in the morning. So like being from LA, you're never gonna believe how early I usually get up. So I get oh, up. I get up at 4 a.m. Nope. Not happening. <laughs> well, that's because you don't... You work, like, how that many days a year? That is way too... Uh, uh, yeah, I guess it's not very... It's not very frequent, so I don't have to <laughs> wake up that early every day. No, like... And then I go out exercising... Like, in order to do that, I usually have to go to bed at, like, 9 o'clock. But, like, damn, most days I'm good. But, like, as I said, I do what I have to do to, like, get by. Because, like, I work 8 to 4.30. And, like, especially now I have, like, a 35 to 40-minute commute from work. So, like, I need to give myself time to get to work. So, 4 a.m., Damn, that's intense. It's not fun. Like, I hate More it. Power like, to me, right? I can't do it. I do it four days a week because, like, 
at some point I have to like do laundry, which is what I have to do tomorrow. So like I do Monday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday. So like I give myself a break day, but like on Saturday, I'm like, after I like shave my body from like, so that way I can do drag. I'm like, Nope, I'm going back to sleep. Like, I have to do laundry tomorrow too. I'm not looking forward to it. But you're theoretically going to be home all day, so like you could put it off to like 3 p.m. Like, uh, I know, but then it just gets hot. It's hot as hell here right now. It's like, I mean, I know it's hot in Florida now too. It was 115 degrees when I was in Florida last week. Yeah, but nobody wants to do laundry in the heat. So I'm assuming you have to go to a laundromat, right? I have to go to a laundromat. What my building does have, uh, like a laundry room. But yeah. I've been, you have to see your neighbors. They're usually taken. And eh, I'll go to a laundromat. It's a lot faster. And they have those big industrial machines. So I can just yeah. get it done in, in one instead of doing several loads at the same. You know what I mean? It's, it's easier. So, yes, laundromat. No. I know. I used to do that in Orlando. Like, that's what I used to, like, go on my phone, go on Grinder, and get, like, sup. Like... <laughs> Which is the universal side of hello, like. Yep. That's funny. So, like, sub followed by let me see that fat ass, like. Uh, <laughs> hey, whatever works, you know? Yeah. So, have you ever suffered with body insecurities? Uh, yeah. Yeah. I, I, I would say that's. I think it's pretty common, especially in our community. Um, I would say less so now that I'm older. And yeah. like, I honestly don't care. Obviously, I try I stay in shape and I work out because I have to for my career, kind of. Right. Um, but yeah, I would say in high school, maybe early college, I was definitely a little bit uh, insecure about how I looked. Um, I think it's very common especially in the gay community, they place a lot of emphasis on what people look like. Yes. Luckily, I'm not in my 20s anymore, and I don't, don't care what people think anymore. But yeah. I'm addicted to working out, so I, I do stay active and pretty regularly. I have a pole dance class tonight at 7, actually. Um, so I, I'm always doing some sort of physical activity, whether it's the pole dancing or I go to Barry's boot camp sometimes. Yeah. Obviously, I have a gym membership. Um, I've tried to start getting into yoga because I'm in my 30s and I need to, but I can't stand yoga. Yeah. But it's good for you, so I'm trying. Um, and obviously, the LA thing to do is to hike with your friends. So I do that too. But yes, I have, I have experienced bodily insecurity before. Definitely, like obviously being a bigger person. So like, as I said, I'm six foot three. I had the unrealistic weight of what I should weigh. So like, as I said, six foot three, my vision of what I should weigh was 150. I'm like, that is not possible for someone who's six foot three. Who eats like literally I'd have to stop eating for a year in order to do that. Like, which I'm not going to, Oh my God. Like food. I weigh 150 and I'm five foot seven. Yeah. Again, healthy weight. 
healthy weight. Unrealistic. Yeah, like six, six foot three is, you know, very tall. <laughs> yeah. And it's like, I got to the point, honestly, after the pandemic where I'm like, fuck it. If I want to wear a t-shirt dress, I'm going to wear a t-shirt dress. If I want to wear a bodysuit, I'm going to wear a bodysuit. If you don't like the way that I look, you don't got to look at me. Like, it's that simple. Yeah. Who cares? Nobody, no, at the end of the day, nobody's paying your rent. Nobody's, you know, yeah. funding your life. So you do you. And the person that is going to want to be with you doesn't actually care. Exactly. That, that kind of stuff. <sighs> At least I hope so. <laughs> yeah. So I've got two more questions. I know I can't I can't stay on time. Anyway, so like what are your thoughts on how the LGBTQ community is being treated today? Um obviously not not great, especially Florida. Um, yes. It's not great. It feels it, sometimes it's a little disheartening because we've made so much progress, um, and it feels like we're regressing sometimes. Um, I don't know. It's it's also exhausting because like how many how long do we have to keep trying to fight for just regular equality? Like, can you can we just get over it? Like, right. Why do you ask so so badly? Just don't don't be gay if you don't like it. You know, or, or don't talk to us, or don't especially don't like kill us because we're boging at a gas station. Like, what's yeah. the point of that? It's so like a little exhausting. Yeah, most of y'all look like toads. We don't want you anyway. Like, <laughs> exactly. It's not like we're going into their spaces and being like. You can't do this. I don't like it. No, well, most of the gay people I know keep to themselves, keep to their own bars, their own spaces. Yeah, and aren't invasive people. So I don't, I don't understand why people feel the need to come into our spaces and be like, "This yeah. is wrong." Okay, then don't come. Somebody asked yeah. you. Yeah, we don't like journey. So you could have your journey on your boombox all you want, like. Oh, God. Like, I, I do know a few gay people that like Journey, and I blame Glee for it. See, I watch Glee, and I'm like, God, this song is terrible. Like, I was the person, so, like, at my sister's wedding, she played, like, Don't Stop Believe It, and then the next song I requested was Bodak Yellow, and all of a sudden, all the old people got off the dance floor. I'm like, yes, so it was just me and my sister. Like, You're like, this is what I wanted. Yeah. It's like, I'm, it's like, again, sorry. It's like, sorry, I didn't request, like, Creed or, like, Journey. Like, no. Yeah. Bodak Yellow is yeah primo choice for a wedding. Yes. So, to my final question, what's the biggest misconception about you? Uh, that I'm outgoing. Um, because if you see any of my social media, it looks like I am, um, and it, it looks like I'm always out partying. It looks like I'm always traveling. It looks like I'm always, so my social media is very heavily curated. It is not real. I'm 
very introverted. I don't, I'm very, very shy. Most people don't believe me. Um, yeah. I, I have, I get really bad social anxiety sometimes and I don't, I don't like meeting new people. I like, it, it just makes me nervous. I enjoy meeting new people. I don't yeah. like the process of doing it just because I'm always worried I'm going to say something stupid. I'm, I don't know. I just get bad social anxiety. So I, I would say that the most common misconception is that I'm an outgoing person. Yes, of course. Jason doesn't like people unless they're fabulous like myself. Like Exactly. No, <laughs> That's exactly what I'm saying. <laughs> yeah, it's like, my thing is, I would say, I said it before, it's like, that I'm shady. Again, not shady. I'm blunt. Like, There's a difference. There is a difference. It's like, me asking someone if they have real friends in LA. That's a fair question because LA is so again not everybody but like is so full of fake people and I know this because when, when I talk to somebody who moved from LA back to Seattle they're like yeah I couldn't find like hardly anybody I'm like and that's why I don't want to move to LA like yeah it, it definitely lends itself to uh it's like this weird energy where everybody's just trying to get ahead. So instead of yeah. finding friends, they're finding their next kind of like step stool to like get to the next level. So it, it does become a little, a little fake sometimes, uh, which yeah. is why it's very important to have your core group of friends out here, because if not, you're kind of just floundering about on your own. That's why I like, if I were to go out to LA, literally, I don't need more than Jason, like my friend Phoenix. I don't need a ton. I don't need a ton of fun of fucking people to talk to. Like, Same. I mean, I, yeah, I need like maybe three, have, four like, maybe people. Three friends. Yeah, because everyone who like I heard that's the biggest thing that people try to do when they go to LA is like make a bunch of friends. It's, yeah, everybody tries to do that, and it's impossible. The city is too spread out. You're never going to see all these people. Um, and everybody lives in completely different sections of, of the city. Yeah. Um, plus, it's just, it's exhausting to have that many people out here. People are kind of draining sometimes. And again, this leads into my social anxiety. I, people are draining. And, like, most people are introverts. Like... I'm not the person who, like, goes out to the club. Like, even when I lived in Orlando, I went out once a week. That's fine for me. Like, some people who are like, I need to spend the whole weekend out. I'm like. Nobody has money for that anymore. <laughs> first of all, nobody has money for that anymore. And second of all, it's like, when do I get a nap? Like, I want to go to bed. Like. Exactly. Exactly. The older I get, the less I go bar hopping i'd rather like i said earlier now go on like a hike and take a class or you know watch netflix maybe sometimes chill you know what i'm talking about but watch porn um... <laughs> anything that'll keep me away from large groups of people yeah 
especially given the current state of the world. You never know what's going to happen. That's the first thing I do when I'm in a large group of people is clock all the exits just in case. Yeah, because it's like in WeHo, everyone's like, oh, it's WeHo. It's safe. It's like it's safer than Compton, but that doesn't mean it's like safe overall. Like, yep. You're never truly safe, especially in this community, I would say. In general, but I mean, we, we have been under attack lately, so gotta gotta block yeah. out the exits just in case. So anyway, with that being said, it was great meeting you. Likewise. Thanks for having me. This was a great conversation. You're welcome. Of course. And with that being said, this is Gay Out the City. I'm your host, Prince Electro Diamond, and I hope you've enjoyed. Thank you.